0: I'm Katie Currick. I'm Bozema St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist. And I'm a trailblazing marketing executive. And we sound kind of full of ourselves, but together we're hosting a brand new podcast to help us look beyond our pandemic present.
1: It's called Back to Biz with Katie and Boz. Each week, we'll interview the leaders and big thinkers in industries from tech and education to fashion and
0: pop culture to find out how they're adjusting to this new way of life. Listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get
2: your favorite shows. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy.
1: everyone, welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we take the best sets from our live show. We're comics who are close to sets together about their relationship and bring them to you. But sometimes we have people... In the studio, Naomi, this is one of those, and you already heard their dulcet tones. Oh, yes, you guys. We are talking to
0: and getting some help with listeners' relationship questions from Felicia Day. Yes, baby. (laughs) Felicia Day is an actor, writer, and producer you've seen on so many things, like Dr. Horrible, Buffy, Supernatural, MST3K on Netflix, and The Guild, which she also created. She also has a new book out now that you can pre-order... It is called Embrace Your Weird, Face Your Fears, and Unleash Creativity. Whoo, baby. We get into it with Felicia. This is a multi-hyphenate queen
1: coming through and dropping knowledge. Guys, we go from the most serious to the most frivolous. (laughs) In the space of a moment, it is really wonderful. It was wonderful, Meaningfully, We'll talk in the the episode uh, proper about why... Felicia isn't bored to our relationship, Naomi. Um, so you'll hear that. But uh, so this was kind of, uh, uh, this was special for us. I hope we didn't uh, fawn too much. I hope we didn't make her uncomfortable.
0: Well, I mean, it was a true emotional roller coaster. Felicia, first of all, it's so funny. It's like always, I always get like flustered when we run into a guest on the way in. Because like we have an, like I need time to like get set yeah, like, set set your props. Get your space. Whenever and you meet like... someone,
1: you want to set. You have a set list in your head of, how, of what you are going to talk to the person about. Oh, and... you, just, you
0: mean me specifically? In general, yes. not one something one. No, does. no, no. I
1: mean you specifically, Naomi Peregan,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh of Los Angeles, California. Yeah, born in Harlem Hospital. <laughs> you specifically, you like having um, a manicured uh, experience with other human beings. So when reality shifts what you want, what you expected or what you planned for, it can be a flustering experience for you. Certainly. Most certainly.
0: And then I also feel like when people, people who are like very busy, who have a lot of stuff going on, where I feel like their time is so finite, it's like, I want to get out a lot of stuff. I want you to get comfortable. I want you to start talking. It's like so many things you kind of want to have happen in like the space of exactly 60 minutes, <laughs> like in my head. I'm always like, oh God. <laughs> but you know what? I think we really pulled it together. We had a great time. Now, before we get to this- And also, well,
1: we'll talk about it in the thing. But there was an incident. You will hear about it. You will hear about the incident. But before we get to that, Naomi, we have a new live date coming up here in Los Angeles on October 5th, don't we?
0: Ooh, yes, we do. And we are putting together a beautiful lineup. So far, we've got... Drew
1: Drogi and Sam Pancake. I'm so excited for them. this is... uh, If it was just them, I would be (laughs) excited. But also, Jamie Lee, old friend of ours, wonderful stand-up comedian. Yeah, she's... You've seen her on HBO's Crashing. And uh, a bunch of other people who were still confirming. So if you want to see that and you live in Los Angeles, it is going to be October 5th, 8 p.m. at The Virgil. And you can get tickets at CouplesTherapyPod.com. While you're on the website, you can also sign up for our Patreon. Two extra episodes a month, just me and Naomi doing some fun stuff, getting deep, talking about our feelings and having fun at home. <laughs> uh, you can sign up there. And finally, when we have guests come into the studio, we answer advice questions. And the way we get those questions is either you DM us or you, you call, call us. in. And uh, if you'd like to call in and leave a voicemail and ask us a question, the number is 323-524-7839. You can find that number anywhere online, <laughs> specifically on our website or in Twitter and the bio. But Naomi, before we get there to the episode... You have some live dates coming up. Well, oh, well. Yes, I do. This very
0: Thursday, September 12th, you can holler at me in New Mexico, where I'll be headlining at the Cloud Top Comedy Festival. Oh, man. That's going to be really exciting.
1: Maria Bamford's at that. Fortune Feimster. James Adomian. It's going to be real
0: good. And then ne- the weekend after that, I will be in Toronto, September 19th at JFL 42, and I will, at, right after that, September 20th to 22nd, I will be in Las Vegas at the Life is Beautiful Festival. Who are you opening for at both those dates? Well, 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 I'm opening for Queer Eye's Jonathan Van Ness. How are you going to, Naomi, you've met him once before, right? I mean, for half a second. The question is, what will I wear? You know, um, this is huge. This is huge. What if 10 friends is in attendance?
1: I was going to say, shouldn't it be the question be, how should you do your hair? Well, I just wanted to say it looks healthy.
0: Um, so, we're going to try our best. Okay, guys. As always, you can hit us up on social at Couples Therapy Pod on Instagram at Naomi and Andy on Twitter, and you know what? Let's just keep this relationship going strong. And until then, listen to the sweet, sweet app with Miss Felicia Day. Roll it! Oh my, oh my, what an episode we've got here, Felicia Day. How
1: are you doing? We with my- two guests. What, Naomi? What you are? You're really what? You're really uh, hiding the lead. What's the phrase? You're really burying the lead.
2: Burying the lead. Burying That's the it, yeah.
1: Lead. Much like a dog <laughs> would bury a femur bone, we're here with two guests, the wonderful Felicia today. Hello, Felicia
2: Hi, Day. but I'm really the secondary guest. I'm here to talk about my book, but really, it's all about Mabel.
1: We're here with our new adopted daughter. You, you, you have a daughter, right? I do have a daughter. Daughter. We have a daughter. We have three children now, Naomi. <laughs> right. Our house is so full now. Squee and Premon, of course, our new adopted daughter, Mabel, a... Maltese Yorkie or Morkie. Morkie, But I will never use. Why that. Why don't we name her Mindy? Hey, so we have a guest here. Why don't? We-
2: <laughs> no, we can talk about Mabel because she's pretty cute. She's a little blonde. She's like the blonde. She's like the small blonde teenager in high school. She knows she's pretty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She she's sitting here. She might have fleas. She is a
0: lot of. <laughs> you no, know, she has had her flea, but she is scratching and I'm like she had her like, flea medication. Yes, you just said she had fleas. Oh, okay.
1: From the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Look,
0: okay, I just need to, like, get right and explain to the listener why I'm coming off a little crazy. Okay, literally, so Mabel, as Felicia said, hot girl in high school, a bit of a diva. Also, apparently, like, she's afraid of other dogs or gets, like, growly with other dogs. And I'm like, I feel like there's a little bit of diva to, like, give me my space, do my thing. And so we walked in to record. We ran into Felicia Day right outside. So we went on this whole journey with
2: company present. There were moving people out front who were really smoking a lot of pot, and I was just getting a contact high. <laughs> I actually been in this studio several times before. I actually launched my company from this the exact studio. What? Upstairs. It used to be my friend's studio, so it's really funny. Wow. And then I ran into Mabel, who could be the love of my life.
0: I mean, she's... she's
2: a little cutie, squinchy face.
0: She is a cutie, squinchy face. She's already the love of my life. I'm a little addicted. I think she might have dry skin. We're going to get her to the vet because it's like, why are you itching so bad?
2: Is she cute, she, does she do that at home or is it this is just yes. a, uh, oh. yeah.
1: and so I'm like, Maybe she, she has doggy eczema. She Maybe?
2: could have. She needs a uh, colloidal oatmeal bath. A colloidal oatmeal bath? Yeah. You could get it at the uh, drugstore, right? <laughs> I don't know.
0: This is a whole new world for me. I'm up here giving oatmeal baths. And trying to make sure Mabel don't get in fights with every dog she sees.
2: You are but anyway, amazing, though. we
1: walked, so we walked into the studio. And immediately, all the other dogs that are here ran to attack Mabel.
0: No, they didn't attack. I will say, to be fair, the other dogs were like, hey, you're in my house. Who are you? What's your name? And Mabel was like, I don't
2: talk. You mm. see what I'm saying? Like I think
0: they were like they're friendly, and then Mabel is I, standoffish.
2: I, you know what? I, I'm I, you're really being very generous in defending these other dogs. Yeah, I don't have they, me, I don't re- have a bone to pick here. They seem like jerks. Yeah. What do you? No, they they, they ran.
1: No. I'm. They I'm tried telling to you, tear
2: your dog to pieces. And you're like they Na- were
1: fine. Naomi, who at home will read everyone and everything, is being so kind. We love these other dogs that are here. I don't know here at the how stuff works So <laughs> you don't give a <laughs> <blood>. but they <laughs> ran to attack Mabel and Naomi you lo- you lifted her I like I started to play my gender this is listener we're trying to put you in the same emotional space we are in right now <laughs> I'm sweating it's like 3,000 degrees outside the climate wars have begun and we are walk into the studio, and immediately our new adopted daughter, four days in, was viciously <laughs> attacked was vicious. by a gang. <laughs> Shut up.
2: It's I don't even know if it was a gender the thing, MS-13 though. of dogs. <laughs> you watch, oh, okay, boy.
0: Literally also, like, literally our engineer's dog, and he did just make a face because I am on his side because the, they are excited young dogs, and Mabel is a weary bitch. And just wow. like her mother. That's wow. our vibe. And I like literally lifted her up because it was like happening so fast. And so I just like lifted her up and then I was like, oh god. And then I thought I lifted her- You elevated
2: her, up. her. You elevated her up. Like you just lifted her by her little harness and she went. Yeah,
1: like a video game. <laughs> it like was. A, like a platform moving in Mario Brothers. It was
2: pretty it was badass. Thank you
1: so
0: much. But then of course my next thought was, did I just hurt her by like lifting her like that? And then I was like, okay, we can't take her anywhere. So like literally this is all happening. Queen Felicia Day come in and Queen. she's like, hi, um, are we recording? And <laughs> she got involved yeah. as a witness to this incident. I
2: mean, I was traumatized a little bit <laughs> as a mother myself. I was proud of you for your level-headed and you, you, you know, you were like, "I'm so level-headed." Naomi panics, and I was like, "You seem more panicked <laughs> than she did." You were just like third partner. I, you know, I see, you were. Can I
1: be honest? What I, I said that to you, because I felt shame because I started <laughs> playing my gender in a, uh, I would say, a negative way. I like yelled at Naomi. I'm like, "Get in this room," because I'm like trying to get <laughs> her I done, and the I don't dog know if that's away. A gender
2: thing. It's just like the the person who's not. In the trauma point, like I would have been like that too, like telling people what to but do the because fact that I'm I was not
1: telling her. All right, and it, the, the the that that's not. I, I usually don't like command Naomi to do stuff. <laughs> I can't see meeting- anybody
2: commanding Naomi, quite frankly. <laughs> Thank you so you're much.
1: Meeting me for the first time, so there was like a lot of sh- like honestly, there was just a lot of shame Aww. involved, and I didn't know how to um erase the shame I didn't know how to You're flush okay. the shame the away.
2: other dogs are forever dead to me but the, you <laughs> are okay y'all That's are very savage
0: kind of we are now dog people we are in a dog community we have to be open and we have to be forgiving this I think is the they'll get made. used to
2: each other and they'll be best friends soon you know it's just like there was not enough there was too much face to face and not enough butt to, but, but, but to face situation okay. back then you know is
0: that what needs to happen this thing, I don't know like because that's why, like, she was on a leash, and we kind of made it slow, and there was a second, like, there was a beat where they kind of looked at each other, yeah. and it seemed fine. It looked okay. There was a hot beat where I thought, okay, give them a minute. And then there was some shrill screaming. And I was like, oh, God, they're the rescue if they find out about this. um, So that's why I was, like, a little frazzled. But you know what, Felicia, I appreciate your understanding. You know cool. what I mean? It's all cool, man. <laughs>
1: it's, well, I mean, there's also, look, if we keep going back, my shame. <laughs>
0: no, you, we can't no, keep no, going no, back to your you, shame.
1: You've played without knowing it, and I want to ask a question about this. But you played a part in Naomi and my romance. We've been together what? for ten years. Certainly, through your work.
2: Really? Yes. Yes. Did you watch one of my videos and <laughs> and fuck? <laughs> <laughs> should I say fuck? Is no, you can that say work? fuck. Sure, most okay, certainly. Yeah, no, no, I mean... no,
1: the more the the, uh, uh, the the sweatiness for me from uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the guilt is certainly brought a warmth in my
0: heart that Aww. I could then bring into the relationship. Oh, do you that's know what so I mean? great.
2: Oh, that's so nice. So, Thank s- you. Most well,
0: certainly. But, I'm,
2: uh... I'm very flattered. <laughs> I, I try not to do crappy work, but sometimes it, it bleeds through. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> the one that you and I connected on, I feel like the first time, it was Dr. Horrible. Mm. Oh, yeah.
2: That we, was a good one. Uh, uh, was a
1: good... Well, early on, <laughs> I remember, good, you know, this is the thing, and this is why I brought it up I wanted to ask you also. Yeah. Early on in our relationship, you know, the things that brought us together were the media things. A lot of times mm-hmm. were like things that we could connect on. Sing, I remember us singing Aww. the soundtrack together. Oh, at some certainly, points. most certainly. I mean,
2: the songs are great. Like, name really? another. Like, until Hamilton, there really wasn't a musical that like people were just really into, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah have, like be...
0: fun lyrics and like smart. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Not This is uh, slightly embarrassing, but I did not like musicals prior to the Buffy musical.
2: <laughs> Most people say that. And they say that Dr. Horrible, like, I hate musicals, but I really like Dr. Horrible. Because the soundtrack is cool. It's rock. Yeah. It's like, and it's also superheroes. And it's yeah. 45 minutes. It's not like, oh, my God, I want to leave at intermission. Like, exactly. I am always am. <laughs> but then it got me
1: into musicals. Because oh, I was not so a cool. musical theater person in school. There was no entry point there. And also, like, my parents would just bring me to, like... Andrew Lloyd Webber things.
2: Which... I mean, those were good, but they were not like eight-year-olds. Eight I'm the Phantom, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm trapped in the ceiling.
2: That's good. That's exactly
0: Phantom of the Opera. That's, yeah, you might
2: uh, you might want to take you. You're gonna have to cut that out because it's too faithful to the original <laughs> copyright violations.
1: <laughs> uh Grisabella. <laughs>
2: Um, okay, stop. Ooh, I, what is, uh, thank you, someone, somebody, Felicia, wait, thank hold on. Can you. Can I no, pitch everyone no. something? No, no. It's... You have to hear when. <laughs> I just said stop. She goes,
1: okay, stop. I won't <laughs> sing anymore. Andrew Lloyd <laughs> Webber, all like someone make a extended... Andrew Lloyd Webber univ- musical universe. So it's ev- all of the oh, that would it's be all cool, the skating actually. people. It's the cats. It's the, the Phantom. T-
2: yes, the Starlight Express, yeah, which yeah. I never have seen in person. I would kind of love. I know it's probably terrible, but I like people on roller skates.
1: Yeah, uh, Les Mis. Throw that in there. Yeah. There's a, a barricade. Yeah.
2: Put a uh, yeah, <laughs> Eponine. Eponine, put her on some skates. Okay. Okay. Have her make out with a cat. Okay, guys. This is
0: officially us bonding to create this content.
1: Um,
2: You're
0: hearing it here first,
1: folks. Is there any media? Are there what? What are the things that have brought you close to lovers?
2: Um. Wow. Ah, uh, that's that's interesting. Eh, you know, I had one who was really into film and introduced me to things that, like, I would have never like, Raging Bull and watching all the Godfather movies and stuff like that. Um, and did you like so
0: those, or were you just kind of like going with it? You know I what mean, I
2: mean? At first, I was like, eh, but then I got really into it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh um, really Like, uh, hey, I got all the De Niro movies, you gotta I got, see. I got a Criterion collection, <laughs> you gotta see. <laughs> yeah, was it,
1: like, the kind of, like, dude who is trying to turn you into some version of themselves?
2: You know, I think it's more just, like, this is my thing, and some people can be a little pretentious when it comes to filmmaking, because they're kind of better than you. It's, like, the modern-day philosopher, kind of, but, you know I mean, he... They weren't a bad person. I if just yeah.
1: going to be my date. You have to understand. You have to Truffaut. know Truffaut.
2: Oh, my oh that's God. so funny! I le- <laughs> the way you started saying that, I was like Truffaut. I know he's going for Truffaut. <laughs> it was either Fellini or Truffaut. Uh, group mind. Wow. Yeah. So, but I think that whoever you are, you kind of you you have this sort of thing that represents you, and especially media is kind of that thing for us. So, yeah. if somebody really hates video games, it probably it will not probably work. <laughs> Or I'll just never see that person and then we'll have that kind of relationship, which is fine.
0: <laughs> do you find it, you know, because you are a creative person you know, you've got the acting, you've got the books, you know, you're writing shows and stuff. What is that like? How do you feel like when you're in the process of making something, do you share it with the people around you? Do you feel like very scared and proprietary of it i say that because for instance you know andy and i obviously live together yeah which means by default he becomes a person who hears like every version yeah, of everything yeah, yeah. but then there are also totally times where i'm like okay i don't actually want feedback i want you to say it's great and to keep going you know <laughs> but i like that's so-
2: good too i mean i think it all depends on the project right like um i think having somebody in the house or in your life that you're just be able to be collaborative with because you know their criticism won't hurt you creatively. I think that's super important. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, won't stab you in the heart and make you just want to, you know, jump (laughs) over a railing. Like those, (laughs) I think when you're creative, you know, especially when you're in that stage where you don't really know where you're going, you kind of, sometimes you need just a boost, you're right, to get going. And then sometimes you need someone to give you some feedback that won't gut you, but will help you keep your enthusiasm up. I think in the people that I've not, I I think shedding people in your life that are kind of destructive creatively I mean I talk about that in my book actually like being pretty ruthless about protecting your creativity. You don't have to like cut negative people out of your life completely, although sometimes it's good. Um, But when it comes to your creativity, you kind of have to protect them. And I kind of like – I kind of picture it somehow like I have a baby now and I'm like I don't want anything to harm her, right? But why don't we treat ourselves as nicely as we do other people, right? Like protect as protectively. So my inner creator is a two-year-old. Like why (laughs) would I not treat that person very gently in a sense, right? Wait, is that –
1: is our inner creator always going to be a two-year-old?
2: Well, no, that's a little bratty. No, it's a, it's a vulnerable. Like, it could be little Mabel. Like, yeah. would you want somebody to kick little Mabel when she brings you something she loves? I would no. bash
1: someone's head in. Exactly. I, I am
2: prepared. I have
1: imagined before someone breaking into our house and threatening our pets. And I have imagined the kind just, of violence. Yeah, the just kind like, of violence
2: you're capable of. Yeah. yeah, I could literally murder somebody. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. the
1: history of violence. Vigo yeah. Mortensen, I would be that
2: person. Yeah, you would hulk it out.
1: Uh-huh. Totally Where hulking.
2: is he right now? Vigor,
1: Vigo? Vigo? <laughs> <laughs> I think Vigo's resting.
0: You know, after Green Book, he said, "Why do I lay low?" You know what I mean? Lay low, and I respect it.
2: Yeah, thank you, Vigo. Yeah,
0: stay, stay out of our consciousness. You'll for a always be,
2: uh, yeah, to me. Exactly.
1: To be. I think we should all hold him in our heart as Aragorn. Um, he can never grow. No, because my inner—I I thought about this when you said, like, uh, oh yeah, because uh, when a loved one uh, critiques our stuff, it doesn't hurt. And I'm like, were you raised in a healthy household? No, not at because- all. <laughs> no, not,
2: we, but that's what I'm saying. You could be, you could have something you love in your life, but they are not good for your creativity. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think you know, uh, you know, I, I had to think about this a lot with writing a whole book about creativity. But some people have their own issues around their own creativity, and that makes them bad for your creativity. And mm-hmm. they are not a bad person. It just brings out bad things in them to share creative work with them because of their own insecurities or their own, you know, aspirations they haven't gotten to. And then they unconsciously can be like really destructive or consciously. Some people are terrible people, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, you know, those people are are people that we already know how to be careful with. It's the people who we love, who we don't know how to be careful with around creativity. It's kind of like two different levels, I think.
1: Even as a child, I remember like my mom, my mom was an English teacher who has mm-hmm. a master's degree. Like, I would write an English paper for, like, junior high or whatever. And she would be like, oh, no, this is wrong. You have oh, to rewrite no. this. And I would be like, no!
2: <laughs> Everything I write is perfect genius. Well, that is a, a very male perspective. <laughs> <laughs> and it's
1: taken... Uh, Many failures in the intervening twenty years. Wait,
2: are you saying that your mom was right?
1: Yeah, she was hundred percent right. She was an English teacher with a master's degree. Well,
2: she was like, yeah, uh, but that doesn't qualify anything. Like with creativity, doesn't matter how. She's a good teacher.
1: She's smart. No, I'm saying like if she would, if I wrote a paper for school on like uh, of mice and men, and I'm like uh, Lenny's an alien, and she's like I don't think that's supported (laughs) by the text. (laughs) I'm like no, he's an alien. I would do I would do that a lot. I would bristle. I have a large ego. Okay. I've had to (laughs) uh, fail many times for um, that ego to but that uh, gets
2: you far I think that's the white male thing going on for you like you could just sell just your ego and your confidence and you play b-ball with other white men and you get hired (laughs) you know what I'm saying like women can't do that A if you're you're confident you come across as arrogant and then men don't like that and then women don't want to go play (laughs) b-ball (laughs) generally with a bunch of guys and they won't invite her anyway if she wanted to yeah yeah
0: exactly I won't get invited I sweat too much so um I don't want to go outside so please pass on the b-ball very fair fine, honey you can't be out there wait is that how
1: business is done here in Los Angeles it seems like to me it does feel like so I gotta get into a basketball game yeah like a league
2: everybody I know is like yeah we're on a b-ball team together we sold a show and I'm like I hate (laughs) everything about what just came out of your mouth why am I even talking to you So you're really thinking about this. You're really thinking about baseball. I swear to God, I see it in your eye. You're thinking, how do I scam this? There's also a dodgeball team. There's oh, a, that I could do. There's dodgeball. That was really hot for. It was for a hot second, like like five years ago. Yeah. Everyone was in a dodgeball, um, a dodgeball te- league. There's even a ski ball league that I've heard about. Well, now that I that, do, that that's, sounds fun, that's right? That's indoors. Yeah, it's I mean, indoors. I mean, yeah.
1: I can I pitch that? something to you guys? Yeah. Uh, now I uh, senior year uh, at field day, my team in let it bounce we were the championship team and we love let it oh i sounded like trump for a second there uh I, we love um, Creepy. and i, I made know. my fingers into uh okay so andy signs. please don't highlight it <laughs> terrified
2: nobody could have seen that, <laughs> I, you didn't tell about that.
1: <laughs> I i am a huge fan of let it bounce which is basically volleyball on a tennis court now is there any way that i could force <laughs> The that, Los you can Angeles. make
2: a let it bounce league and get all the yes. insiders in there and just sell some shows i don't know god bless you oh a let it, a it bounce
1: movie dodgeball 2 <laughs> call let it bounce
2: let it bounce listen you just sold me and i think that's how they make those movies they don't even have anything but a title you just <laughs> put make a picture of you playing it photoshop will ferrell's head on you and then you sold a movie he's on this network
0: Come yeah. on, okay. There it is. Now, now that we've done our Hollywooding, Felicia, um, <laughs> do you feel like you're in a good place to answer some listener relationship questions, um, and maybe get into it a bit?
2: Uh, sure, sure. Should we talk about my book
0: afterwards? I mean, we could get more into the book, or we could do it later. Like, I'm like, yeah. Like, does it come up kind of in the questioning? Well, because I guess my question, kind of this, our foray and our segue into kind of. Getting into these questions, you know, you said when I was like, we're going to be answering some questions. You're like, I like to tell people what to do. I got my two Oh, for sure.
2: I'm very, I mean, I'm very armchair. I'm very good (laughs) in an armchair. Now, is that how then the book came to be? Because this new
0: book is kind of like tips, like how to get your life creatively. It is
2: called Embrace Your Weird, Face Your Fears, and Unleash Creativity. And yes, yes, it is uh, how to be more creative. But, you know... In retrospect, actually, since I wrote it, so I wrote it because I wrote a memoir, You're Never Weird on the Internet, almost, and it was a best-selling book. My mom was really proud of it. Get it, get it. A lot of people who came up to me after they read it, they said, I was inspired to create because of your story, and I got help for my anxiety or depression because of your story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, those are two good things in the world. Here I am trying to be like, how do I feature myself as an actor Blah. and in this <laughs> town where people think my face is weird? And why don't I just do something more useful in the world? So I was like, well, let me write this book. So I was like, well, how, you know, I'm a self-help book expert. Okay. I read every single one. I would not be here unless I got a <laughs> lot of boosts for like, you can do it. The go- the aura is with you, you know. <laughs> and I wanted to write one that people would universally be able to have fun with. have uh, something whimsical and taking all the kind of very 80s spirituality out of a lot of them. So that's kind of why I did it. Also, in retrospect, I kind of wrote this book to put myself back together after having a child because I think, especially as a woman you have a child and the whole world just ter- turns itself on your on its head really the
1: ultimate act of creation some might say it's the
2: ultimate act of creation that you'd think would be very valued and unfortunately yeah. it is a not on the outer sp- perspective you get turned upside down because of people's perception of you and on the inner perspective you're you are a different person not only you know just physiologically hormonally but also you know, just creatively. And so I kind of went on this journey, I realized, and if you, you know, the path of the book is like putting yourself together from scratch as a creator. What are you? What exactly are you? How do you overcome all these enemies? How do you learn how to be playful? Like all this journey is kind of teaching myself how to be a new person. Yeah. And so like, I'm not a completely different person, but I really did have to piece together who I am in a different way. And I, I kind of modeled, I kind of had to do the book to figure that out. Okay. So hopefully other people will just, or just, like, pick up a hobby because you read the book. I mean, really.
1: <laughs> did you find – where did you live before Los Angeles?
2: I lived in Austin, Texas, and I grew up all over the South. My dad was in the military, so.
1: So, because we found – we're we're East Coasters. I'm from Pennsylvania originally, but – and Naomi's from New York. I know York. you're a New Yorker, yeah. Yeah, and we – live. I lived in New York for, like, the last decade before we moved here mm-hmm. in 2017. And we found it to be this town has made us mentally ill. <laughs> it's taken our whatever mental illnesses, whatever anxieties and neuroses and depressions we had already and just inflated. Uh, uh, do you ever see Akira? Akira. Uh, you know, at the end of Akira, when the guy turns into the giant, the giant blob monster thing, yeah. that's what it's done wow. to, that's what Los Angeles has done to our various mental Los illnesses. Los Angeles
2: has done to you guys. Because yeah. Yeah. you've been and here a couple years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really mentally unhealthy place. I got a new therapist, like, recently, and I was like, oh, she pinned me. And she's like, this place is terrible, you know? <laughs> um, it's bad for who you are. You're always comparing yourself to other people. And a lot of the stuff I'm talking about in my book is, you know, Underneath it all, I'm just trying to say creativity is good for you. And whether you do that as a living or not, you need creativity in your life. And if you want to pursue creativity in a professional way, you have to get yourself out of these mindsets where you're always comparing yourself to other people. You're always kind of down on yourself in Mm -hmm. in a way. And and you're never enough because truly in Los Angeles, you are never enough. I guarantee you that Tom Cruise is thinking he's never enough. He's not enough. Yeah. Anybody you look at has been polished by groups of people, you know, they're just. And we're all being kind of exploited to not be who we are inside, we sort of morph morph ourselves outward. And I think social media does this as well to us where we kind of have a shell of being that we've kind of defined for other people. And yet inside, what the hell is my point? Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So I had this really interesting analogy that came to mind recently where social media in Hollywood is... I am sitting in a car and alone and I papered the the I've papered all the windows with pictures of myself where I look great but inside I'm still lonely inside an empty car <laughs> and I'm like I feel like that's uh, Hollywood and it and I think Especially writing the book kind of got me to the point where I'm like, I feel free to, if I wanted to, I could just move to a small town and just do theater and do my own thing. And I would be happy with that. And I would never have been able to say that before because <laughs> I could just look at all the famous people I know or famous I don't know. And I'm like, why did I do wrong? Was it this point in my life? What yeah. I did Why when, when, instead of Z? And there are all these things where you second guess. And, like, that's a big part of the book of overcoming enemies to your creativity and really underneath overcoming enemies to yourself so, I mean, that's why I wrote the book. And believe me, all these things plagued me. I feel like I'm a little bit more stable now, but, you know, I'll always have like a flair of like, what are you doing? Why haven't you sold the show? You know, like all these <laughs> yeah. terrible things. And it's like, you don't you don't know anybody's journey right? if you're not in, inside in their shoes. And so it's, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help me to look at variety and be like, why? Exactly. What are all these people? I know that person. Yeah. What did I do wrong? Like, that does not make me want to go like, I, I need to tell a story that will change someone's life. Uh, <laughs> None of that does any of that. And so. by
1: enemies, though, you mean sociopaths that are doing better than you here. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
2: for some reason. Whose so
1: sociopathy allows them to exploit to ex- yeah. the uh, market forces for their own. Uh, 100%, betterment.
2: or be on the right b-ball team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right,
0: right, right, right. I have a random question. Not random, obviously I was listening, and so it does dovetail. What was, was there a part, like, you know, as you said, part of you, the way the world saw you differently once you had a kid, mm-hmm. but then, and then obviously you're feeling different too. Was there something you experienced, you know, when you were a new mom, I mean, how, how do you define new? Maybe still now, but was there a part of you that, like, you didn't expect to feel a certain way? You were surprised by either, like, a change in your perspective
2: yeah, or... I mean, I mean, I'm kind of built my whole career on consuming things and kind of like being a fan of things as well, mm-hmm. but also making my own content and neither of those things. Like, I had to leave my company because I just couldn't I couldn't understand how I could do all the things. It, it makes you cut off things. So let so you, say you're just like a multi headed thing. You have to start <laughs> cutting off heads. Like an etin or something. <laughs> uh, so nerdy. Uh, you have to cut off cut, cut off things in order to really narrow down like what can I do with my life? Because you have this growing you know, even having Mabel in your life now, you're gonna be like, I need to walk her. And that'll be like a little bit of your day I that you need to do. You had to be on devo- the, the sun, you have to devote and you have to put somebody else first before yourself. Yeah. And so I think that was a complication in that I'm like, I can't play five hours of video games a night. <laughs> <laughs> this is a drag. But also I can't work on the weekends because I used to be a workaholic. And I'm like, I really, in order to be a good parent, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I need to carve out more of my time. And so that was a big adjustment. And also just cutting off things, different little projects I was doing. I was like, I can't do that anymore. It's a time drain. What is my goal here? And it makes you grow up in a little bit uh, in a sense. And, yeah, that was that was hard on the inside. And mm-hmm. then the out, outside stuff is how people perceive you, especially men, if you say you had a kid, it's just like, "Oh, nega boner, just get out of here." You really? Know? So it is very much so. Like they, you kind of graduate because you're not as sexually appealing hmm. in their mind. I swear to God, it's all yeah. like I think it's all uh, subliminal. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know if actively people right. say that. Yeah. I just I think there's a lot of like under uh, gender things that we are kind of indoctrinated with. That once a woman becomes, becomes a mother, they become a different category of person to men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is this really? This isn't really part of the show, but. Sure. No, no, no. Are there a bunch interested. of like
1: weird freaks that get off on like motherhood, though?
2: Yeah, I mean, not sure. The yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's just it's, oh, I meant in the dating world.
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, there's freaks for everything. Like I'm on a shoe <laughs> fetish website, like a toe fetish website. Like I, no, I found... wiki
1: feet. Everyone's on that. Yeah. I'm on that. You're you on are? I, I don't know. There's no <laughs> I was pictures like, of my I feet. Was like, I had no idea. I don't let. I don't let pictures of my feet get on the internet. Name you don't I mean. show your feet in the house. Okay? Really? You
2: do? do you not like your feet? Do you not I mean, love your feet? No, I don't.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I don't like exposed. But I don't like my body in general. So that's just an extension mm. of the general uh, body dysmorphia that I live under. I think
2: you have a fine body.
1: It's nice of you to say. Well,
0: I think we're gonna take a quick break on Felicia's lovely compliment. I think you have a fine <laughs> body, and come back and answer some relationship cues. Yay! So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app.
1: And we're back. Were you jealous, Naomi? i Felicia.
0: Uh, complimented me no absolutely not I think you need to hear it from someone okay i think you need to hear it we got to get that dysmorphia we gotta break these cycles and bones i said like, good tell him he's fine because it yeah, is fine. 3, tell him he's be
1: fine. degrees outside and i refuse to take off my hood
2: is that I'm like, you want to cover, cover your b- body up yeah, yeah yeah why is that like a like a deeper root thing that you just don't want to be seen uh yeah
1: partly i mean there there's this definitely i, I I talked to someone on uh, my other podcast a while ago where I was talking about, like, we want—because we're weirdos, and the person I was talking to was a weirdo, we want to dress normally. We, we want to just, like, fit into the background so we can be—so uh, no one notices us being our weird selves. So mm-hmm. just, like, wearing normal clothes. So I just wear, like, band T-shirts and hoodies and jeans all the time and so I can just fade into the background.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I feel like you should work on that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so Felicia's already doling
0: out advice Wait, okay what? before you, we even get into before it we, you yeah, need to work on. on it well let me
2: ask this were you
1: were you always a weird weird quote unquote weird person yes like even in down back in Texas
2: I was homeschooled so I wasn't around other children until I went to college at 16 so I have no relation to anybody else's upbringing so yes I'm weird but I was never shamed for being weird so I'm like I don't understand why you think I'm weird I'm actually fine
1: yeah so I is don't this, think by probably. the way that was not me thinking you're weird no no I'm, I
2: think weird is a compliment like yeah. my book is called Embrace Your Weird. The things that you'll be shamed for in school or in wider society are the things that actually would get you f- ahead, especially as a creative person. Especially, you know, I, I meet a lot of young teen girls. And yes, if you don't conform in that kind of world, you're shamed, you're rejected, and you you develop these like self-confidence issues and self-worth issues that are really problematic in life and i'm just like these are the actual things that will get you farther later just get out of this high school thing you know (laughs) and so like there's subliminal things like that i really do believe it's your superpower like nobody ever bought a tv show or a book or a piece of art because it was just like 20 other things right they only buy it because it's weird yeah (laughs) weird or stands out so these are the things that we need to bring out in our lives and yet everything in society tells us to conform because basically we're easier to monetize that way
0: yeah. Okay. Well, this baby, my DSA oh, boo, he uh-oh. is all about the, he he's, agrees with you with
1: all this. Really? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> what <laughs> is, is DSA, though? What is uh, that?
1: Democratic Socialist America. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I feel like I am an honorary memory. Like, I just don't want to join.
1: <laughs> you can jo- Yeah. It's only $65 a year? I
2: know. I have so <laughs> many subscriptions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay.
2: Woof. Did I just open up a barrel of, like, we could do 17 tangents? But we really should get to (laughs) whoever these people are who
1: need advice. And, of course, if any executive is listening and wants me to write the Andrew Lloyd Webber Extended Musical Universe, please get in touch. Mabel walking across this damn table.
0: (laughs) I can't even right now.
2: She's a little out of control. I'm just kidding. She's just walking. She's very cute, though. She's very
0: cute. She's discovering new things. This is Bring Your
1: Daughters to Work Day. We're All doing right. our best. Are you guys ready for the first? She's going. She's going to She really wants, she to, wants jump, to jump, though. She's
2: going to jump. I'm going to take her. She's going to jump.
1: All right. You guys ready for the first advice question? Let's do
2: it. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I love your show. It makes me laugh out loud and people look okay. at me like I'm crazy. But I wanted to ask is it weird to still see people that look like your ex and just not want to date them? Somebody was chatting me up and I just couldn't even look at them because they looked like my ex. Thanks. <laughs> Is it weird
1: to reject future SOs, significant others, because they look like an ex? Uh, How's that weird? <laughs> Embrace your
0: weird. No, I mean, yeah. And like, if you think that's what I'm like, I'm I'm on this person's side. You're on this person's side? Y- yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, we all have kind of our triggers. And if there's a yeah. face that takes you back to a dark
1: time, yeah.
2: you got to avoid the face. You I reject mean, romantic consonants? I don't think you should theoretically make yourself have sex with anybody. Like if you <laughs> got to talk yourself into it, like that's probably a bad call. I have a thing with smells. Huh. Like if anybody wears Calvin Klein, I had a boyfriend in college who wore that Calvin Klein thing and I just a, a mere whiff of it makes me nauseated. Wow. So like, I, if you're wearing that cologne, get away, right? Right. How so. scummy
1: was this dude that it's that you've <laughs> got this scummy. kind of like Pavlovian Yeah. What's the guy? The guy who smells the madeleines and takes him back Proust, to Proust. Proust. Yeah. Proust. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I can remember every moment of. Uh... We're just
2: all. We're really on the same page with French <laughs> douchebag references. <laughs> <laughs> Truffaut.
1: If you don't Proust. read Proust and watch Truffaut, we cannot date fiction.
2: <laughs> what do you
1: I, think? I'm trying to remember, like. Uh... If there is any, I don't think, I think it would make me more inclined to date someone if they reminded me positively, I suppose. I'm trying to think of if there was ever any, I was never like the uh shitty person in a relationship, but I was definitely like the emotionally closed off person mm-hmm. in relationships. So I'm probably other people's like, I mean, oh God, relati- this person looks too much like Andy. I'm not dating him. That
2: was a real bold statement though. You weren't the shitty one. If I pulled all your exes, like, and from your point of view, you weren't the shitty one. You maybe you were shitty. I don't
1: think I was. Sh- I don't think I was like shitty, shitty. I just think I was like emotionally closed off. Okay, I don't think but I was. In like- but in their estimation, that could be shitty. Yeah.
2: I'm just. I'm just saying, like, from your <laughs> point of view, maybe.
1: Right. No, no, no. I meant I just meant like I didn't like uh, force anyone to like watch Truffaut. Or
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, that makes sense. I mean, also I think people tend to. Da- I hate to say this, but I have a real radar eye for people dating people who look like them.
0: Yeah, like in
2: a real aggressive manner, and you see them have a baby, and it's like, yeah, it looks just like you guys. Yeah, because you're clones. You're basically like uh, Game of Thrones in over here. You know, your Lannister baby in it. Up, you know. <laughs> But I, actually, this is biological people tend yeah. to date people who are very similar to them, especially in. I think it's some, like some kind of genetic thing. Huh. Yeah.
0: So, Andy, what do you think our excuse
1: is? <laughs> we just really wanted to mix up the genetic pot. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the plan? Well, you you're very close to a Jewish mother. You are. Wow. You do have elements without it being a direct, what? without it being direct.
2: So, Naomi, <laughs> remind you of her, your mother?
0: <laughs> there are no. Well, that's really... true. Wait, We we both do like to play Spider Solitaire. Spider Solitaire. And we both like to watch Criminal Minds. True crime. Me and Norma Beckerman. We get into it. We get into it.
2: You're basically the same person. Yeah.
1: But you don't look anything like each other. So matter. I think there's, well, like, good. You there's got- like similar personality things. So I get away with... I day when I, I can have an erotic romantic relationship without there being any kind of like weird mommy issues. <laughs> an erotic romantic relationship.
2: With with, with regard to your in, in, involving your mother.
1: <laughs> no, but without there being creepy. any kind of weird mother issues.
2: I mean, you said it when you came. You yeah. It came out of your mouth. and got creepy.
1: Team Felicia.
0: <laughs> fully on this one. Fully. Uh oh.
2: <laughs> no, but I see. I used to your point. Like we all are our mothers and fathers are the most important thing in our lives. If they're in our lives, right? And so we are going to gravitate either completely toward or completely against. Like my brother dates women who are completely opposite my mother. And I don't know. I have no idea (laughs) about me. I don't have enough reflection. I can reflect on other people's lives really well, guys. (laughs) I don't think I was the asshole ever, but now that oh I, well, I, I don't maybe know. Maybe we should
1: quiz them. Maybe we should quiz all all your former romantic partners and True. find out. Okay,
2: I'll come back and I'll be like, I was such a dick. <laughs> I was the
1: worst.
0: Oh God, can you imagine someone being like, so I did a podcast that really made me think. I'd love to talk to you about how I impacted your life in the following ways.
2: <laughs>
0: Just like an amends podcast. Oh
2: my God, that'd be so bad.
1: And you get to the, give us the next one. Let's see what we got. All right, this is a. This this is a, a direct message to us from Instagram. It Ooh. is uh, anonymous. Okay. Hey Naomi and Andy, love your show and find it equal parts funny and thought stimulating. Love just that you always keep, in the I love that you always keep the compliment. Always
2: keep the compliment. <laughs> keep the compliment.
1: <laughs> so I've been wanting to ask for advice on getting back to dating post divorce, but my ex who I've been separated from, but not officially divorced yet for almost a year, just told me she wants to reconcile. We were together for six years. She's twenty eight and I'm thirty one now. Married for four. She left me because she wasn't satisfied with our relationship, felt we were a phase that she'd moved past, and wanted to see what else was out there. Last week, she confided that she still loves me, sees where she was last year as an immature and unhealthy place, and is willing to do pretty much anything to regain my love and trust. I very much moved on, am Mm -hmm. happy with where I am, have dated around, and never really expected to be in this position. I know I could love and trust her again. We're good together and really get each other. I also put a lot of stock in the significance of marriage, our six years together, and like the idea of love winning out. I'm a pretty hopeless romantic. (laughs) 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 Uh, My main hesitation is that I'm not sure if we want the same things lifestyle-wise. That was a main reason for the separation and definitely a fear of history repeating down the road. I know I'd regret not exploring this possibility, but I want to be careful knowing my desire for comfort and stability in relationships and how easy it would be for me to just jump back in with all forgiven and forgotten. Any advice you'd give me on exploring this in a healthy way, or if it's even a good idea? I'm about 50-50 right now. All right. Wow, Yeah. There's a lot of
2: conflicting information in there. He's moved on, then he likes it, then he's talking (laughs) himself into it, like. Ooh, yeah.
1: We're, what? Because uh, there. Well, I understand it. I get that there's competing desire to uh, a also find the stability and for the kind of like cultural romantic notion of love winning out.
2: That's a cerebral. No, you should never.
1: Yeah. Go back for I'm a with cerebral you notion. Yeah, I I'm feel like
2: at, in my life, I feel like the one thing I've learned is the things I regret most are the things where I talk myself into something because it was a quote unquote good idea, and yet my gut was saying no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For real. For real. I mean. It was just funny because, <laughs> Felicia, you like instantly had a reaction on your face. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you, well, not in a bad way, but where like, it's like, as soon as as soon as that person was like, I feel I've moved on and didn't think I would be in this situation. Yeah. It was like, look like, where you're like, okay. Like, you know, yeah, like, I mean, but
2: that's so definite. That's so definite. And then he goes to talk himself back into it. And I'm just like, what, what is the initial instinct? I think, well, that's the thing to
0: me. It sounds like, for instance... It sounds like she is she the the one who's like I want to I want to get back together. She had the moment of like, it's hard to be single. It's hard to change if you're with People somebody. People are generally
2: right. terrible, right?
0: And now she's like, oh no, I don't know if I yeah. like, can we be back. Can I be in the safety and security of this person I spent six years with? Yeah. Whereas this other person is sounding like it's like, well, I've already kind of started to make a new life for myself.
2: Yeah. It feels well. Also, it's like a trust issue. Like, and also there's a power dynamic there because there's a kind of it's kind of appealing to go back into a relationship where you have more power since you wronged me.
1: Yeah, and then that's Whoa, really unhealthy. That's, a, that's a terrible dynamic,
2: right? I feel like there's yeah. the possibility of that entering because you can really be like, "Well, you're gonna," and you're always feeling safe. Therefore, you might have kind of toxic behavior toward this person. So, I think you need to. I mean, personally. I think they need to go to couples therapy for a while and have kind of a third party person to be like, can you have the groundwork for something healthy going forward? Because it looks like you could get back together, but will it be healthy? it sounds like that's what they wanted us to do for them <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> there was free therapy yeah they're like we I can't mean... do a
0: copay just tell me what to do strangers <laughs>
2: yeah. like yeah well,
0: uh, here are
1: my two cents um our well, six cents two wait, cents each felicia i had a question for you were you always an emotionally aware person no okay no because no. the idea of like ha- t- cerebral stuff it's only recently that i've learned to n- trust my gut to hear my gut Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, right, this is the right thing to do almost mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, but but that's we only, we're like, not in
2: touch with it often. Yeah.
1: I haven't been, only like re, Only like in the last, only since therapy really, in the last like five years or so. Well,
2: we need help. I mean, a lot of people don't have that when they grow up, like especially with my, you know, with my child, I've looked at a lot of like parenting things and a lot of it is like, don't deny your feelings, honor your feelings, even if there's something I don't as, as, a, as an adult feel uncomfortable with, or you're doing something I don't like, yeah. like you still have to have unconditional love. And I think- People are not taught to parent children with unconditional love and accepting all their emotions. And therefore, we all grow up kind of stunted, weird, like bonsai (laughs) trees that are just twisted in the terrible wind. And I don't think generally that parents deliberately do that. But the way they are taught, it's like one time I tweeted, like, I don't think you should. I mean, why? It's not allowed for me to slap you because I don't like what you're doing. Why can we do that to a child? And people got Mm -hmm. so upset. And a lot of the times, it was men defending their mothers. You're telling them my mom's bad because she beat me? And I'm like, no, not at all. She was told that this is the way you should parent. It doesn't mean we should keep doing the thing that people tell us is the right thing. That is my opinion. But it was really interesting to have the backlash of people's opinions on that. And it's like we get entrenched in the idea of doing something a certain way where we're not in touch with our gut so our gut won't allow us to be like, there is another path here. And I think through creativity... Creativity is just, like, really knowing yourself well, right? Mm -hmm. To be creative is just, like, I know what I have to say in this world. I have opinions that are only my own and not what people tell me. So being creative gets you in touch with that sort of, like, inner core that can lead you to better decisions in relationships or in life or with making things. So I don't know. No, I was not stable before this. (laughs) I was a neurotic basket case (laughs) who was seeking gratification and it's really just recently and through, I mean, I'm I'm honestly writing this book really helped me be a lot more stable and self-assured outside of other people's opinions and I think, you know, that helps, I guess. Maybe I'll just become a crazy woman in the woods soon. I don't know. (laughs) It might be fine too.
1: (laughs) Do you find that more appealing just because you've lived here so long? (laughs) You (laughs)
2: hate LA, don't you? He really keeps finding a way
0: to bring it into every conversation and even I've hit a
1: wall.
2: But what is it about L.A. that you don't like? It's not giving you what you think you deserve? Or is it the <laughs> the, the atmosphere of L.A.? Is the, it the lack of community? What is it that you don't like? The energy.
1: I like New York. I like the anxious, neurotic. I don't like laid-back places. That's yeah. really it. There's not much more Well, that makes that. sense. It's fine. Everything else is fine
2: here. I would never be able to live on the East Coast because that's sort of like – yeah, there is a cultural thing on the East Coast where I don't feel comfortable. Like I just I'm from the south. I'm from the west. You know, like yeah. I'm pretty laissez faire. Like there's an intensity that I could yeah, I could feel that in your vibe.
0: <laughs> you can feel the intensity and it's fine. And but... it's great. It's just
2: a lot. It's, I mean it's a <laughs> lot, it's a good thing. But it's it's also you're yeah, you're right. It's like living and being uh, fueled as a creator and a person. You know, if that doesn't mesh with you, maybe you should move. You oh. gotta hey, no. like, no, got to move creatively. We here.
0: just
1: got a dog
2: oh, yeah, a car. We are here now. Creatively <laughs> I'm Oops, so sorry Naomi. <laughs> I am great creatively. Yeah. It's
1: more of the of the a- uh, other kinds of things.
2: Can you have like a New York expat sort of group that you could try? I mean, I feel like that could be fun. No, I don't
1: know if he needs to get together with people
0: and complain. <laughs> Cause quite honestly we do enough of that in the house together. And then I'm like Oh my god, we I'm sorry. Go did I so just stick my did I, I stick my sh-
2: I like I'm like creating problems with your relationship? No,
0: absolutely not. You're doing great, but we will need to take a break. I
2: All st- right. I stop <laughs> around
1: <laughs> the house screaming, why can't I ride the A train now?
0: <laughs> okay, okay, we'll be right
2: back. Hey, young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself
0: and the kid, Ferrari Simmons,
2: with your favorite Ethiopian Sue solo. Ah!
0: Show Podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners
2: in need. So join the talk of the town, because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show Podcast, baby. Don't Don't you ever forget it. We not only cover the latest in entertainment, but we are bringing you the entertainment directly from the source.
0: That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews,
2: and it all goes down on the Baller Alert Show Podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play a Join the conversation today. Head on over to the
0: Baller Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons.
2: Join me, Sue Solo. And it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Baller Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And we're back. Hopefully, Andy has settled down. But you know what? We can't be sure. We can't be sure. The man is on edge. Oh, I I don't like how I'm being painted. (laughs) I do do hope that the person who asked that previous question, it feels like, you know, just really quickly, in case we weren't clear because we have a lot of thoughts, if you are no longer desiring the relationship and instead missing the shared history or some of that. Or like the cerebral idea of... R- winning out R- R- romance. Right. That is not why you stay in a relationship or go back to one. If you are concerned that your lifestyles are not on the same page, like ultimately what you want, then that's your answer right there. So perhaps with a little more separation, when she feels a little less piney for you, there can be a friendship that allows you to keep some of the good stuff. But this is not the – this doesn't sound –
2: this doesn't sound like you yeah, want this woman like, to be the – the you want to create a family with this person yeah. long-term, right? Like that would be the next – they're almost 30, right they said. Yeah. So like in five years, you'd see this person as the person you'd create a family with? I don't know. Or not? Or, or, or not. just like just hanging out with?
1: I get it, though. there it, it took a long time. I think I said this on a previous episode, though. I used to be like a completist. I used to have to read a magazine from front cover to back cover, even articles I didn't like. Because I'm like, I have to finish this. I have to read a book. If I start a book, even if I don't like the book, after like two chapters, I have to keep reading it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing for relationships. But why or do you do that?
2: Because I used to finish books only out of guilt, and I'm like, who am I guilty? <laughs> yeah, the author's not watching. What? Why do I feel guilty about this book? I'm throwing it out, man. No, you yeah. can't have my life.
1: Yeah, I think guilt. I think guilt. I think also like desire to deny change. And through that deny mortality if we want to get real deep. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. but, but what I'm trying to say no, is yes, that I no, thought no, like no. you had to like if I had a friendship, the the, the analog of that a friendship had to last forever. I mm-hmm. couldn't just like like if a friendship just naturally kind of ended, I I couldn't just let it go. And then I'm like, no, it's okay. You you can have friendships or relationships that are only a part of your life. You
2: can yeah, you can have a phase, you yeah. can have a moment where you become something different. We have to let go of who we are in this life to grow, right? If you cling to who you are at 18, you're gonna be that sad person who never got over mm. high school, right? There's a lot <laughs> true, of them out there. True. But then you're just wasting the opportunity to see what you could be. Yeah. In a way.
1: Yeah, don't keep going back to tailgate your high school volleyball <laughs> games. Uh, <laughs> uh well. now, I, mean,
2: I feel like I I feel like I know so much about him, and yet <laughs> I don't get you're just an inscrutable glass of what? beautiful, like rich wine that's just like what? I'm too complex for this. I have like
0: never been told that because every <laughs> feeling I feel I say out loud and usually into some microphone. <laughs> so I'm like, that's huge for me. This is a wow. beautiful day to be considered inscrutable. No, I am, but it's funny cause like I do, st- like I'm always anxious and that's kind of my low level plane of existence. And I'm also like dealing with this new creature In my life, my Miss Mabel, and just, like, it's so funny how I realized for me to care about something is to immediately worry about it. Oh, yeah. Like, the way my care, it immediately transfers. It doesn't necessarily transfer into the excitement of what can be. Yeah, it is immediately something must be wrong. Why does she keep scratching her butt for like 20 <laughs> minutes at a time? Is is everything going wrong? Do you know what I mean? Like I automatically yeah. go there, and just I've just been thinking about that because a lot for me is very much like why can't I relax and you know, experience some of the fun of it? Because your book, because I remember. Everybody Felicia and I met at Comic-Con, my first Comic-Con, I was out of my mind. I couldn't believe I was on a panel with Queen Felicia. Aww. And I was like, but it was, a, you mentioned your book title where I was like, oh yeah, like letting go of fears. I need that. I feel like, like you admit, yeah, of you read like, that. I
2: have a lot on anxiety there. But you know that recently I realized why I, I am literally was the most neurotic person. And I'm yeah. not particularly functional now, but... <laughs> Um, I realized it's because of my mother Like my mother Ever since I had a baby Like I I I mean It drove me crazy Because I was worrying all the time And I was like I can't live like this Mm -hmm. But like every single time I I text her a picture of her Like at the beach It's like the undertow's Pretty strong there I mean, like she's like uh, by a storm drain. She's gonna get swept away. I'm like, she's in the yard. Like, and I realize, like, I must have been raised in an environment where yeah. literally only disaster. Why would I not be constantly afraid, right? Right. right. And so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff there that, as I've kind of like looked back to the why the roots of the, of yeah. the problems that I have. We're not organically a basket case, I don't think, mostly. Yeah. So these are all just self imposed things that we generally, it stems in, from childhood, you know? Yeah. Like all these things where you're like, oh, that was why I'm really traumatized about swimming, you know? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the Exactly, the underpill is going to sweep me away. It's, <laughs> it's a monster. It has the face of a demon. You know? <laughs> That's the beach for me. <laughs> invite <laughs> me to a bonfire I'd rather uh, you know right right nothing holy, else is uh, yeah so anyway
1: any of those mother things resonate with you now
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes the nervousness definitely the um it's it's honey um does this fit here no I'll tell you anyway literally talking to my mother recently and she was just like so how are things going you know how's your job you know she's asking me about stuff and she's always like why does this take so long which is like Literally, what I say to myself every day. I don't need you to say it, <laughs> but so you know, she's trying to understand. You know, like why does it take so long for things to happen here and oh get off the ground, civilians, yeah, right? like that kind of stuff. And you know, I don't really have much of an explanation. And then she was like, "Do you like your job or whatever?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, like I made the choice. I'm all in." You know, and she's like, "Well, that's good because you know, you've always seemed a little weak to me and." You know, what? I just mm-hmm. worry about you. <laughs> wow, that's so, um, <laughs> that's a lot. It's, and it was like literally, like, that is like one of the chiller conversations. <laughs> <with her.
1: laughs> like, that's oh, like not even that's the so adult.
2: Do not show your mother any of your creativity. No. Oh, uh, yeah, but you, yeah. you learn kind of like to be able to guard yourself. And yet, your mother is your most powerful voice in your wor- in, in your life, right? And Still, so, right, it like goes in your right head. to your heart, right to your head, right to your heart, be like sears, like <laughs> dart to the, you know. Well, because
0: it's cause like hey, I am very delicate. So then I'll be like, maybe she's right. Oh, no. Do you know what I mean? So, so you sorry. like feel it. And so it's just been interesting, like, tr- you know, and knowing that and being in a moment where you're, and like, Obviously, this is like where my relationship with Andy can help because, of course, I hear this and it's kind of like, okay. And then later I tell him and he was like, oh, that wasn't right. Yeah. Because I almost need to be reminded that that was a fucked up thing to say.
2: Yeah. But yeah, you know, uh, the thing that's helped me a lot is to see what is causing her to say that thing to me. And it's underneath, it's a sad, either sadness or loneliness or a power thing or like there's something going on inside her. And when you, I think once you start to see your parents in a human light, Mm -hmm. you can actually they loosen your grip on you cuz you can see them as flawed as you are right yeah, yeah. and so when my mom starts doing this not when she did it to me i was very much like oh my god she's you know i should get on my skin like that but when i have a baby i'm like Don't, no you b- back off from my baby and i'm so so i can protect my baby more than i protected myself my right. whole life and then I could see kind of the inner workings of why she's so anxious. There are mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, history or whatever. And then I could see her as like, well, you know, this is just kind of triggering something. Sharing this with her is triggering something in her that's yeah. making her a bad person. And I, th- I know underneath she doesn't want to be a bad person, so right. I'm just going to have to be more careful about what how I'm vulnerable with her.
0: Well, that's the tricky thing. I think so much of relationships, and I think I just, I've also just realized the extent to which how that relationship is informed how I handle all relationships. Oh, wow. And that I withhold from people so they don't really have anything to kind of get mad about mm-hmm. or dislike in me. Like, I don't like confrontation because I'm convinced, like, we'll fight once and then never speak again. Yeah. Like, even now as an adult where, I think by now we've all kind of evolved because certainly in high school you would have a fight with a girl and then you never talk again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But now. I'm I'm like okay, we're past that, and yet I still have that thinking yeah. around stuff like that, and so and like realize I'm like, oh, that's because of this, and also looking back on like all the dating and stuff and previous relationships, where I'm like, oh, good lord, I what wanted you this go. boy to be my mama.
1: <laughs> well, no wonder it didn't work out. <laughs> I
0: wanted him to be my mama. He wanted to put his dick in me. We weren't on the same page.
2: <laughs> well, wow. I think that's what a lot of guys go through, especially when they find a partner. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for, they, and so basically during those like, great times, they're kind of looking for their mom to take care of them. They're looking for that unconditional acceptance they probably didn't get from their mom, right? Yeah. And then once you become a mother, that's when guys are like, hey, where am I in this? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I can't be your f- mom, I right. can't be your freaking mama right now, right? I have right. a child who's about to th- throw themselves off a balcony. Like, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not my number one priority anymore. And so they have that loss yeah. of like, you know, so there's all these levels of going on.
0: Oh my God, uh,
2: It's really complicated as we go through life. So, I don't know, everyone's screwed up and I, we're all just in it together. And it's amazing. We're all
0: still here. Do you know what I mean? It's like, true. It's like we're all th- we're three neurotic people right now, maintaining yeah. a
1: conversation. We're really functional. <laughs> Honestly, this what? is the work. Was your, this is the work. What was your child doing unsupervised on a balcony?
2: <laughs> she was not on a balcony. She, <laughs> she was on a beach and then in on a curb, slightly near a storm drain. <laughs> Which, by the way, didn't know this, but sudden sudden storms can sweep a child away. What? Like, oh
0: my god. Yes. Sudden storms can sweep a child away. We're in Southern
2: California.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, do we have one more question? Yeah, let's do one more. Let's, let's, we can end on a light note, but Naomi, does this spark any maternal feelings? I'm holding Mabel like a baby in my lap.
0: It's literally all I ever wanted at a dog, a dog that would let me cradle it unending. She's super
2: cute right now. She's
0: just like very agreeable, and it's just like, just pay attention to me.
2: The oh look my. of adoration is <laughs> nothing like a baby. A baby would just be pooping right now. <laughs>
0: Um, See, that's why I think it might be just dogs and cats for me. It's
1: fine. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is a light one. Let's hear. Naomi, Andy, Felicia Day. Ah! Um, Hi, I'm calling. um, I should probably say my name is Joe John. (laughs) I'm calling um, regarding conflicting schedules and wanting to watch TV shows that you just want to watch. Um, I'm behind
0: on, like, 40 different shows, and I'm waiting and waiting for my partner
1: to be available to watch them as well. Um, And I kind of get tired of waiting, and I don't
0: know if that's me being unreasonable, but I'm like, what What solutions do you have for that? And just navigating those tricky waters of, oh, I wanted to watch that, too. Um, Thanks in advance.
2: Love y'all. Bye. <laughs> wow. I love, first of all, I loved him.
0: <laughs> Joe John is the best. Joe John,
2: love it. Love your name. Love everything about you. <laughs> <clears throat> that is a complicated question because we are literally saturated with so much stuff. It's like a tidal wave of just crap in your face every day. <laughs> Important crap.
1: Much like being a mother.
2: It is. <laughs> well, if you ha- listen, I love how my friend, now I'm not putting you guys down, but my best friend and business partner got a dog. And he, I guess the dog for the first three weeks was whimpering a lot. And she, he's like, "I'm so exhausted. I know exactly how you feel." And I'm like, <laughs> "Bitch!" Oh no, I do that as a joke.
0: I he will compare. He genuinely not did no, it. Done no, no, that. Oh no. no, I was like, he was like, oh. "This is." Parenthood.
2: Yeah, you can lock the dog in and binge Game of Thrones, all right? right? That is. Yeah, no. Right, no, 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 no. one's
0: calling ACS on you nope. if you just close the close dog the into door. Close the door into right? the
2: bathroom. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Wow, no, what no. kind of advice
0: do we have this for Joe John? I mean, do you ever have to deal with Do you have that? I mean, because I do think, honestly. It sounds like a light question, but I also really get it because I feel like there are definitely times you and I, Andy, where like our TV shows are the thing we do together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the thing we watch. But then, of course, if our schedules don't line up or we can't, like, I'm mean, like, there have been times like, or if I'm traveling. Like when I'm away, I'm always like, should I maybe sneak it on the hotel TV? I and mean, then maybe he won't know that I watched it. And then when we watch it later, I can pretend to be surprised. Everything.
2: I mean, it's hard. And there's so much out there. And if it's 40 shows, like I feel like <laughs> they are not. I mean, it's so I get maybe one, two hours of TV right. three days a week. Yeah. So like yeah. there's no, I mean, I have to be completely ruthless. And my partner <laughs> likes to watch TV. And I'm just like, God bless. Just go. And at a certain point, they'll be like, hey, do you really want to watch that? I'd be like, just go, just go run with it. Take that baton and run, (laughs) run Gotham, run, (laughs) run Pennyworth. Just run, just run with it. So if I were you, Joe John, I would like really sit down and be like, okay, I really want to watch this show this next week. I really want to watch it. Can I just watch it without you? And just conf- do yes. the list of prioritizing <laughs> and just be like, what's a one for you? Yes. What's a two and what's a three? Okay, I'm just gonna start in on the threes, okay? That's a good call. Cause see, I was
0: gonna even say, I'm like, you guys just only have to pick three shows. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you guys just right together and be like, these are our together shows. These That's are the a good shows idea. we're watching together, mm-hmm. feels good for us. And the rest of them are just like things we both like are watching. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're just sitting side by side and staring. 100%. But, but then there's shows where you like want someone to talk to and wanna be able to unpack and all yeah. that. Those might be the ones. And everything else, you're going to have to watch it.
2: And what is the other person doing? Are they working? Do they have hobbies? What is your hobbies? I mean, like, can you get a hobby rather than, like, can you take one day a week and do something just creative for yourself? (laughs)
0: oh no I think there's creativity jo John's also an artist speaking I, you of could your book. T- really yeah a painter drawer but I'm like
2: maybe you could like fill your, if the other person is filling their time with like extracurricular stuff or like work like is there something that you could be doing outside of the TV thing that could a, be like I, kind of I, fun even with outside you?
0: the TV just think about all the content we have to no, consume I know. to be up on culture this, culture this
2: podcast now. right now it's
1: peak TV baby <laughs> it's peak podcast peak, peak oh my god peak, Oh peak podcast oh, yeah. yeah. ever since
2: Conan O'Brien invented podcast Podcast six How months dare ago. That person. It is now yeah. peak podcast. I do the same thing with web series. I mean, like, there's it. a no, but <laughs> kind of. But there's a new service called Quibi coming out, yeah. and like the interviews are like we're just really revolutionizing ten minute serialized <laughs> installments. This is a new way of watching. I'm like, really? Can right. I have a meeting? Because right. I could talk to you about this. Um, yeah, I feel like the, I think you're uh, like three, just picking three or grading them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I also like, yeah, you've got to also triage. You're right, being like, okay, hey, what are our top. I do like the idea, like, okay, if you're not as into this show, yeah. then I'm going to go watch it. You've yeah. done that before,
2: Naomi. Oh, definitely. Are definitely
1: or, you also will give up on a show oh, yeah, about three up. quarters in. I do
2: too. I, <laughs> I will <laughs> give up like two, three episodes in. I'm like, God bless. Just yes, go. Yes, girl. I, you, as you said, you gotta, you got to cut the fat. Life is precious. We yeah. are dying as we speak. <laughs> yeah. My cells are jujitsu. De- degenerating. Why am I spending any minute on something I don't want to do? All my energy has Extra. to go to my
1: mitochondria, <laughs> <laughs> you not know, my eyes for viewing uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Are we giving? Uh, do you give up all the DC shows? So you I, said I've got rid of and it. Yeah. Yeah, like, Legends, Arrow, Arrow, Flash. yeah,
2: Flash. I used to watch Black a Lightning. lot of them. You know, some I, of them. I'm like, I won't be on that show. I, Forget it.
1: <laughs> I'll be honest. Legends Tomorrow, pretty great.
2: I know, I Black watched Lightning? that for a while. My friend Enjoyable. Brandon is on that, but he's not going to be on it anymore, I guess. Spoiler uh, alert. Oh my so. God, oh my God. I'm sorry, are you oh upset? God, it was, was in s- the s- trades, Naomi. Was- <laughs> Did I just spoil something
0: for you? No, 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 no I'll be fine. I'm a, I'm a Flash, and now I'm kind of into Arrow, but I have a complicated relationship with Arrow. It's, like, I'm watching it yeah. being like, do I like
2: it? And, but, like, I, <laughs> I can't like stop watching Gotham. it. I was like that with yeah. Gotham for a while. And then they did that weird thing with poison ivy, and I was like, "I'm out." (laughs) So weird. Um, Okay, so grade your shows. Yeah, grade your
0: shows. Watch all the DC shows. Also invest
2: in yourself as a creator. I'm going to put that out there because if you could take one night a week and just do something that only you can do, you're going to be super self righteous. (laughs) You're going to feel like, "Well, we didn't watch TV, but I I made a a hat (laughs) from felt by scratch." From felt, scratch.
1: Or why not write a uh, some fanfic of whatever show?
0: What you think Gotham? the episode is
1: that you've yeah. missed. Some Why erotic not a
2: Gotham fanfic <laughs> that you read erotic. aloud as foreplay to your partner who can't make the time yeah. or television. Wow. What about,
1: so, slash fic. Ryan from the OC hooking up with his character in Gotham. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, wow. you yeah, yeah, you're talking about. Right. Yes, uh, What's his name? But
2: yeah. Yes, I know. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah. see his face. He's a great actor. Yep. Gary Oldman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, first oh, it, young wasn't he underage in OC? So that would be illegal. But so. he was... He was definitely 18. He became 18. Okay, so of age, OC Ryan, making out with the guy from Gotham. Or just like an
1: OC. Look, I'm into extended universes here, all right? We've got the Andrew Lloyd Webber extended musical universe. We've got the OC Gotham, everything connected through Ryan. I forget the name of the actor. Junebug, you throw in Junebug there. Was he, was he in, in Zuba? He yeah. was in Junebug.
2: Right. Ben McKenzie. That's thank ben McKenzie. We got there. We got there. He's, mar- got he's there. married to Morena Baccarat. So, yes, I know. Yes. This the is Ben the power.
0: McKenzie extended universe. <laughs> this is the power of pushing through. Okay? When you face a creative block, you just keep talking through it until you yeah. get to keep Ben it, McKenzie. Keep it, keep it, keep it. Felicia, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. It, it was, was so fun to good. be here. Um, yeah. And I cannot wait for your book to come out. Everyone, you will pick it up and you will get your life right.
2: Yes, go to FeliciaDayBook.com and I will be on a book tour too, so you can come and see me in person somewhere in this nation uh, in early October. Ooh, mock your cows. Go to that website. All right. Yeah,
1: thanks again. It Thank was genuinely a delight.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. This podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. Season two of the 27 Club launches June 18th, 2020, with 12 episodes on the life and death of Jim Morrison of The Doors. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
2: or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal. And it's time we give them our attention.
0: Listen to Your Attention Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the
1: iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: It's inspired by Your Attention Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history.